offer a mere five dollars is indubitious. But if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, well, don't even worry. Don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show and giggle in the comfort of anywhere. Like your Aspen summer home on the mountain ridge with the kayak feeling. So all you got to do is just go to podcastics.pcrcollective.org slash comedy clubhouse. Or you can listen live every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. as your host Pam Benjamin brings you the best comedy from San Francisco and beyond the universe. And what's better than the universe? It's a cash cock, honey. Bringing you all the crazy news. The Alta cast. Yay. Uh, it's Wednesday, the 22nd of February 2017. We are T minus seven days from the start of the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival. As you can tell, I sound really excited. Uh, sure, I am. I'd be a lot more excited if you'd go buy your tickets right now at mutinyradio.fm. Uh, that would be exciting to get to show that you love the station and that you're interested in what we're doing. All these great comedians coming from all over the country that believe in you, listeners. And hopefully you'll come on down, pay 10 bucks, and see him. All right, uh, we've got news today. Things are happening. We've got news from the Drug Policy Alliance, also from NARL, Pro-Choice America. Uh, definitely two things that I believe in, absolutely. And uh, Drug Policy Alliance, they're not just trying to change the drug policy in the United States to foster harm reduction, but they're also creating their own harm reduction by teaching us about cool stuff like this. Everything you need to know about spice, bath salts, fentanyl, molly, and more. Yeah! Thank you. Thank you, Drug Policy Alliance. I know quite a bit about fentanyl, molly. I don't know a lot about bath salts. I've heard about this spice craziness, and I'm excited, so let's get into it. New Drug Policy Alliance media tip sheets available to help reporters improve their coverage of commonly misunderstood drugs. Cool. In recent years, there has been increasing media attention on drugs like spice, K2, bath salts, falaka, fentanyl, molly, and others. Unfortunately, much of the coverage, even by some of the most well-meaning journalists, contains misinformation or inaccurate or misleading terminology. It is often difficult to find reputable sources for information or for newer substances like synthetic cathiones, cathinones, simply called bath salts, and synthetic cannabinoids, commonly called spice or K2. This all serves to perpetuate unfounded myths and unhelpful hysteria about these substances in reporting. 
uh, I smoked fake pot once years ago uh, in New Orleans. We were staying with my friend Rebby, and uh, next door there were these guys, and uh, I had cookies. I had I had brought cookies with me, and I heard I hear now that you know Louisiana's real strict on that kind of thing, so maybe it was a little more dangerous than I thought. Uh, anyway, so I had cookies, and I was, and they were excited about them. Everyone was excited about the cookies, and they had fake weed, and I smoked it, and it kind of looked like fuzz that you would find at the bottom of your jeans or like you know when you um wash a tissue in your pocket and then like it stays kind of like that like like the linty like lint like dryer lint okay so that's what it looked like we smoked it and i didn't really like it. i didn't really i didn't i didn't feel crazy but i didn't feel high i felt weird but i didn't feel like it didn't feel like mar- uh, marijuana anyways it's a synthetic cannabinoid uh, all right The Drug Policy Alliance has created a media tip sheet to help journalists accurately and constructively cover drugs that are frequently misrepresented in the media. They address some prevailing myths and common misinformation, as well as giving a basic understanding of what these substances are known for and their effects. There's a lot of misunderstanding about drugs and their effects, whether it's new substances like synthetic cannabinoid, often called K2, or ones like MDMA, now referred to as Molly, that have been around for a while. Rather than simply repeating myths or incorrect terminology, members of the media can play an important role in providing clear and factual information, and we hope these tip sheets help accomplish that, says Stephanie Jones, Director of Audience Development at the Drug Policy Alliance. This release includes media tips for synthetic cannabinoids, synthetic opioids, synthetic cathinones, cathinones, guessing on this one and MDMA with topics including media tip sheets, synthetic cannabinoids. What is synthetic marijuana? Are synthetic cannabinoids legal? Who's using synthetic cannabinoid products like Spice K2 and why? What risks are associated with synthetic cannabinoid use and what can be done to prevent these risks? I am excited. Here we go. Uh, Synthetic marijuana, spice, and K2 are a few commonly, common yet misleading terms for a class of substances more accurately called synthetic cannabinoids. Synthetic cannabinoids often act on many of the same receptors in the brain as THC, the active ingredient in marijuana. However, synthetic cannabinoids work more strongly on those receptors and may contribute to unpleasant effects like anxiety, increased heart rate, paranoia, and nausea. More often, then see with marijuana use, right? Marijuana decreases nausea, so that's interesting. We urge not using the term synthetic marijuana because it perpetuates the myth that these substances are alike. Similarly, Spice and K2, popular brand names from synthetic cannabinoids, were still legal, could now refer to any number of different synthetic cannabinoids, each with a different and inconsistent effect. Oof. Uh, Here's an example of their phrasing. A man was hospitalized after having a bad reaction from smoking K2, a common term for synthetic cannabinoid products. What's called K2 could actually be any one of hundreds of synthetic cannabinoids. Ah. Are synthetic cannabinoids legal? 
Synthetic cannabinoid production began appearing in the mid-2000s, prompting states to pass various laws banning their sale. In 2012, the Synthetic Drug Abuse Prevention Act placed many synthetic cannabinoids into Schedule 1 of the Controlled Substance Act. However, manufacturers can easily skirt specific bans by making small changes to the chemical formulas producing newer synthetic cannabinoids that are not yet scheduled. These laws have proven to be ineffective in preventing risks and reducing rates of usage. Instead, their enforcement disproportionately impacts black and brown communities and drives mass incarceration. Who's using synthetic cannabinoid products like Spice and K2 and why? This is a question I think is interesting. Since standard drug testing currently only tests for THC found in plant-based marijuana, synthetic cannabinoids go undetected. This appeals... This is interesting. That means you can be in the military. This appeals to people subjected to drug testing, like active military personnel, professional athletes, people on parole, and people in monitored treatment for substance misuse. Additionally, synthetic cannabinoid products offer homeless and low-income people a cheap, accessible alternative to marijuana. The synthetic cannabinoid market meets a demand created by the ongoing prohibition of marijuana. Most people would be less likely to use if legally regulated marijuana were accessible to them. Amen. What risks are associated with synthetic cannabinoid use? Producers and manufacturers are constantly changing the chemical formulas in an effort to skirt the law, leading to products that often contain an inconsistent and unreliable combination of synthetic cannabinoids. Additionally, due to the lack of regulation, precise dosing or mixing of chemicals vary widely, and it's impossible to exactly to know exactly what chemicals and how much of them are in each given batch. Emergency room report visits relating to synthetic cannabinoid production for agitation, increased heart rate, nausea, and strong hallucinations in a way that isn't seen with marijuana. However, because of limited research, we know very little about long-term impact or addictive potential at this point. Ooh. Fake weed exists because real weed prohibition. Mm. Uh, what can be done to prevent these risks? Uh, in addition to being ineffective, prohibition has contributed to the ever-changing and continuously growing catalog of synthetic cannabinoids available in the unregulated underground market. Alternative approaches to the challenges these substances present include provide outreach and services for vulnerable populations, provide comprehensive drug education about emerging substances, Legalize marijuana. <laughs> you won't have to deal with fake marijuana if the real stuff is legal. Create regulation. Uh, all right. That, so that right there is there, uh, the one on synthetic cannabinoids. So here's the one on uh, synthetic opioids. I just, I'm interested. I want to go through the whole thing. Plus Latoya is not coming until 1230. So thank you, Drug Policy Alliance, for giving us really good news this week. What are synthetic opioids? The term synthetic opioids refers to a class of substances that researchers know to be opiates or for newer, less researched drugs agree have opiate-like effects. Like the substances they mimic, such as codeine and morphine, synthetic opioids provide pain relief and sedation. This includes those with approved medical purposes like fentanyl and those without like U-47700, sometimes known as pink. Carfentanil... And acyl fentanyl, fentanyl analogs, and AH7921. Fentanyl, the most well known and researched in its class, has been used for years to treat those suffering from chronic pain. 
Recently, however, fentanyl and other synthetic opioids have been showing up in heroin. Oh! Oh, no! Okay, so I actually have some... I actually have taken fentanyl before. Uh, it was it was not fun. It was, I, that was when I said to my ex-husband, I will never be a heroin addict. This, so we figured this out. This is so great. Um, my ex-father-in-law died of some really, really awful liver cancer, and he was in a lot of pain, like a lot. At the, it was, I mean, oof. So they had him on these fentanyl patches. Um, they're 75 milligrams because he was a big guy, and it's a transdermal uh, synthetic opioid. So it's, it's way stronger than heroin. <laughs> but it's it's made for transdermal, so it goes through your skin and it's time release. So that if you are like dying, you know, it's not so bad. So anyways, I, I, I scored one of these. So I only took 25 uh, milligrams. I peeled the backing off it and I, I put it on. I had it on for like 48 hours and I had to take it off. I got so sick. I was just, uh, all I wanted to do was snuggle with my cat and I had to do this dinner party and I was like barfing during the dinner party and everyone's like, are you okay? And that's when I told them all, oh, I've been on fentanyl all weekend. They're like, what? <laughs> okay, anyways, that's a little personal anecdote about how awful fentanyl is. Don't do it, kids. And the problem is now people aren't even taking it transdermally. They're they're taking it, scraping out the inside stuff and then turning it into stuff that they can inject, which is insane. Like, that should kill you. It's so strong. It's like... It's totally crazy. Okay. What risks are associated with synthetic opioid use? Synthetic opioids can cause constipation, nausea, and respiratory depression, which can lead to overdose. This is more likely when they're combined with alcohol, benzodiazepines, or cocaine. Additionally, synthetic opioids tend to be highly potent. Potency refer, uh, refers to the amount of a drug required to produce a given effect. The higher the potency, the smaller the amount of drug where it is active in the body. When taken unknowingly and with a less potent substance like heroin, it's less, wow, the risk of overdose increases significantly. In 2015, there were 9,580 known deaths related to synthetic opioids. These occurred primarily in the eastern United States where heroin adulterated with fentanyl is more common because it's stronger. Why is heroin being cut with fentanyl and other synthetic opioids? It's because of prohibition that there is a profit-driven incentive to provide cheap, strong drugs to meet the demand for street heroin. Fentanyl and other synthetic opioids have proven to be attractive cutting agents. They are inexpensive to produce and often strong sedative properties can be seen as strengthening a batch of heroin. It's not the case that synthetic opioids are cut into heroin by street-level dealers, but rather by those higher up on the supply chain. Due to a somewhat sophisticated manufacturing process, this happens in, a clan- this happens in clandestine labs, usually outside the U.S. Wow. How prevalent are overdoses due to synthetic opioids? As of 2016, overdoses from synthetic opioids are on the rise. Overall, drug overdose deaths have been on the rise for the past two decades, and most are either from heroin use or the misuse of prescription opioids. However, 
in a one-time year span, 2014 to 2015, there was a 73% increase in fatal overdoses involving synthetic opioids, primarily with fentanyl. As heroin and other opioid use continue to rise, incentive remains strong to adulterate these drugs with cheap and powerful imitators like fentanyl and other synthetic opioids, which may lead to more overdoses. That's amazing that in a year... So that has to be that in 2014, someone made a really bad batch with a lot of fentanyl and everybody died. Like, that sucks. That's like, that means, because they're saying if it's done in a lab, right? That means that there just must have been this one, and as it gets disseminated down the chain to the people, ooh. Thank God I'll never be a heroin addict. That's so, you know, I just don't like opiates. What can be done to prevent these risks? Appropriate health-oriented measures would be far more effective in preventing risks than criminalization. Many of the alternative strategies for minimizing harm from synthetic opioids apply to general opioid use as well. They include expand access to naloxone. Naloxone is an easily administered medication used to reverse the effects of an opioid or synthetic opioid overdose. It has saved tens of thousands of lives across the country and studies have shown that it is that its availability does not increase drug use increasing funding for community-based organizations that provide naloxone reclassifying naloxone as an over-the-counter medication and providing insurance coverage for naloxone are just a few ways this life-saving medication can get into more hands establish supervised injection facilities uh that sounds great Three, provide comprehensive drug education. And four, provide free community-level access to drug checking services. Ooh, technology exists to test heroin and opioid products for the presence of riskier synthetic opioids, but it remains mostly unavailable to the United States public. Making these services publicly available through community outreach services would prevent many deaths, as well as allow for real-time tracking of local drug trends. Hey, that's pretty smart, right? <laughs> that would never happen because they'd say, oh, that's going to make it. Then you're basically saying it's okay. You're... It's the same thing with like handing out condoms in schools. And they say, oh, don't do that. That encourages, it encourages them to, to have sex. Well, they're going to have sex anyways. It's better if they have sex safely and they know what they're doing, right? I mean, nothing could be worse than a young lady thinking that anal's okay because that's all that the porn shows <laughs> poor 13 year old girls I have no I think chastity belts need to come back I'm joking I know chastity belts but really maybe chastity belts uh, alright here's the one I really want to know about because I've never even the word was like what uh, synthetic cathin ones it looks like c-a-t-h-i-n o-n-e-s so cathinones bath salts excited to know about basalt. I've never really understood. I only know all the anecdotal news stories about people eating each other's faces and, you know, zombified or whatever. Oh, and I did see one intervention where the kid was doing bath salts and that was crazy. He made this weird apparatus out of like, he took like a gel sheet like you would use in front of theater lights and he put it over a flashlight and he's like, this is how I see the ghosts. And he was like putting his hands around things on the ground and he's like, it's right here. The ghost body is right here. It, the shadow people. Uh, do you want to watch a really good intervention? Watch the one on bath salts. I'm going to leave the music up at the back just to make it more trippy. All right. What are bath salts? Bath salts 
is a commonly used term for a class of substances more accurately called synthetic cannabinoids, cathinones, cathinones. They are related in a naturally occurring stimulant found in the cot plant. Ooh, K-H-A-T, not like cat, like cot plant. And reportedly have similar effects as cocaine, MDMA, and amphetamines. Their effects can include increased energy and alertness, an elevated mood, and sociability. In the early 2000s, legal synthetic cathinone products began appearing in convenience stores and bodegas in the United States. The term bath salts comes from how the products were marketed in stores and online both before and after they were outlawed as innocuous household products rather than psychoactive drugs. Initially, what was considered bath salts mainly included methylene dioxyprovelerone, MDVP, but today could refer to any number of synthetic cathinones. What are the risks associated with synthetic cathinone use? Synthetic cathinones share many of the same potential risks as other stimulants, diminished appetite, increased heart rate, anxiety, confusion, and paranoia. There are significant gaps in our knowledge concerning both the short and long-term effects of synthetic cathinones, particularly for newer, less researched substances like alpha-PVP, commonly known as flaca or gravel. And this, and a lack of regulation, ensures that those taking synthetic cathinones often do not know exactly what they are taking, whether they are using the right dose or what greater risks come from combining other drugs. Can synthetic cathinone use turn people into flesh-crazed zombie eaters? <laughs> Eat flesh. Can synthetic cathinone use turn people into crazed flesh-eating zombies? No. In 2010 to 2012, a rash of sensationalized media stories reported instances of crazed, violent, and even cannibalistic behavior, supposedly linked to the use of bath salts. A few more cases have popped up in the media more recently as well, primarily out of Florida. These cases exhibit a what is known as excited delirium, a controversial diagnosis that is not officially recognized by the American Medical Association and other groups and seems to mainly come up during instances of excessive police force. It is characterized by anxiety, hallucinations, disorientation, a rise in body temperature, insensitivity to pain, and hyperaggression. These side effects are very rare their frequency has been grossly exaggerated by the media. In fact, the most notorious of these stories involving a man in Miami later proved to be unconnected to bath salts. That's interesting, because the only thing I knew about bath salts uh, is that you become a flesh, a crazed flesh-eating zombie, and it's not true at all. It just media. That's why they made these great sheets. It's to help the media so that we can all know what we're talking about. Are synthetic cathinones illegal? When synthetic cathinone products began to appear in convenience stores in the early 2000s, they were not specifically banned by state or federal drug laws. They were sold legally as plant food or hygienic products, hence the name bath salts, and marked not for human consumption. In 2012, the Synthetic Drug Abuse Act placed many synthetic cathinones into Schedule 1 of the Controlled Substances Act, the most pro prohibitive classification possible. However, this did little to curb access to synthetic cathinones among the general public. It simply shifted supply to the internet and individual sellers. Moreover, 
Manufacturers of synthetic cathinones easily skirt the law by making small changes to the chemical formulas, producing newer, unscheduled, and unresearched synthetics. What can be done? One, provide comprehensive drug education. Two, provide free public community-level access to drug checking services. And three, create research opportunities and regulations. Yeah, there's so many crazy new drugs out there, right? Ooh. All right, here's the last one. The Molly tip sheet, everyone. You've been waiting for it. MDMA Molly Ecstasy tip sheet. Used to be known as X back in the day when I was a kid. Now it's Molly. Everybody's looking for Molly. There's an amber alert out for Molly. What is the difference between MDMA, ecstasy, and Molly? MDMA is short for 3,4-methylene-dioxymethamphetamine is a psychoactive drug derived from safroa oil. It acts as a central nervous system stimulant and has effects that resemble both stimulants and psychedelics. People who use MDMA report feeling open, accepted, unafraid, and connected to people around them. Ecstasy and Molly are both colloquial terms used by sellers and consumers to refer to MDMA. Although people taking ecstasy or molly usually want MDMA because of the unregulated nature of drug distribution under prohibition, no one is 100% sure what is actually being sold and consumed. So MDMA has a synergistic effect with methamphetamines. And I know this because firsthand I had been taking some meth in my 20s, I had, if you've listened to the show before, you knew I had a little, a little problem with methamphetamine there for a while, for a minute. So I was taking some methamphetamines. I was in San Francisco. It was New Year's. Hi, LaToya. And uh, so I didn't know that there was a synergistic effect between meth and MDMA. And the bummer was with, I was, I was with a bunch of veterinary students who are all like doctors. They should know. But nobody told me to take half of the pill, right? Because I've been doing speed all night. So I take a whole pill of ecstasy because nobody, because Senta doesn't tell me to take half. And everyone's like, you took the whole thing? And I was like, no one told me to take half. Hey, half what? Is the, how is this my fault, doctors? Okay, so I end up getting so high. I lost time. I lost four hours of complete, I have no recollect, none whatsoever. And I guess I was alive and awake, but I, I have four hours of my life that just, and I guess I was, alive and awake I guess at one point they were a little nervous because my eyes were doing some weird rolly thing but I got really really high it was dangerous they were worried they were going to take me to the hospital at one point but then they decided like no 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 we're watching her she's okay yeah crazy so uh, what we got today from the Drug Policy Alliance it's this really neat um, these sheets for media outlets so that they can know what these things are. So I just read the one on bath salts oh, and yeah. it does not turn you into a fresh flesh no, no. crazed flesh eating zombie. It doesn't no, at it's, all. It's but still it's terrible. Oh, it's we, terrible. We've talked about this before how yeah. it's a horrible horrible legal drug. Yeah. Uh. Well, and that they it, the fact she it's it's terrible stuff. But so here's the one on MDMA Molly and ecstasy. It's very it's very exciting. Uh all right. Can MDMA be used as medicine or therapy? Yes. Yes. Before MDMA became popular at festivals, clubs, and concerts, it was utilized for therapeutic purposes by mental health professionals. Currently, organizations like MAPS, the Multidisciplinary Association for Psychedelic Studies, 
are funding research that demonstrates how MDMA is effective in treating people with PTSD, autism, end-of-life anxiety, and other difficult-to-treat conditions. Promising results have emerged, and MAPS is aiming for MDMA to be FDA-approved and legally available for medical use within the next decade. Woohoo! I love MDMA. When they first when they first rolled it out in the late seventies, it actually was used couples therapy. Couples therapy, yeah. And they said that they could do more work with four hours in MDMA than they could with like four months of weekly therapy. One yeah. one time, four hours. Couples being like, "I'm sorry, I am a jerk. Like I am purposely being a dick all the time." Ab- absolutely. I love you. It, yeah. No, I really. And then they're like, well, "I really do." Like. And then these are the things I appreciate about you. <laughs> and then they're like, oh, and everything's fine. Why is using the word overdose in association with MDMA usually inaccurate? Overdose refers to taking a higher than appropriate dose of a medicine or drug. MDMA overdose can occur, but it's extremely rare. It is much more likely that a problem would occur as a result of MDMA with contraindicated medications such as MA. OI antidepressants, uptake inhibitors, uh, pre existing health conditions, overexertion, or dehydration, hypothermia, a dangerously high increase in body temperature, or heat stroke, is the most common health problem related to MDMA. Given the highly adulterated Molly market, it's also more likely to see an unidentified substance cause such problems rather than MDMA itself, such as what transpired at 2015 at Wiesland University. Uh, yeah, it's people die because they they're dancing and they pass out. That's like more MDMA well, issues. Also, shouldn't you like not take like ten pills or what? Right, 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 right. Because right, I remember right. in the '90s when I was doing ecstasy or whatever. The thing was, like, people were overdosing, supposedly, because they took, like, five or ten pills. Right. You don't take anything in large doses. Period. Well, and it, it again, it's probably not the MDMA. MDMA overdose itself it's more likely that they were drinking with it or that they vomited on themselves or that they danced too hard and didn't drink any water and they were feeling so good and they passed out or maybe they were at Bonnaroo or they were fucking in the desert at Indio at whatever it's called what is it when they outside have Coachella. Coachella whatever they're dancing in Coachella in the sun for hours and they're like heat stroke, oh, heat stroke. so it's not necessarily it's like the, I feel so good and now I'm dead it's not it wasn't the MDMA that killed them it was them it's that their friends aren't making them drink water uh What are the risks associated with taking MDMA? As with alcohol and other drug use, MDMA carries risks, albeit comparatively lower than most. For example, a 2010 study published in the prestigious Lancet Journal was conducted to gauge relative potential harms of drugs to both consumers and society. And MDMA was found to be among the least risky. Still, for a small number of people, even at the typical recreational dosage, MDMA can result in hospitalization or death. MDMA can make someone more susceptible to heat stroke, especially if dancing in close quarters in a hot room or outside on a hot day. It also increases water retention, meaning that excessive water intake may be harmful. Mixing MDMA with other drugs, especially alcohol and other stimulants, also poses great risk. Many of these harms could be prevented by educating the concert and festival-going population about MDMA's effect, since this group is most likely to take the drug under these circumstances. The impact of these potential harms can often be reversed when detected and addressed early on. What can be done to prevent these risks? 
There are three key prevention tactics. One, create safe settings. MDMA, commonly used by people attending festivals, concerts, and clubs. As such, prioritizing safe settings with access to free water and areas to cool off greatly diminishes the risk of MDMA use. Two, Provide drug education and other services on site. Organizations like Dance Safe promote harm reduction services at festivals so that people make informed decisions, such as unbiased information about drug effects and risks, safe sex tools, and earplugs. Other organizations like the Zendo Project provide non judgmental peer and trained professional assistance when conditions, whether drug related or not, become unmanageable for an event attendee. Neat! Three, promote drug checking. This is a thing they keep mentioning in here and I didn't even think of it. Promoting the fact that Molly does not necessarily equate to pure MDMA is a key step to safer usage. Drug checking, a process that tests substances to determine what chemicals are present, can allow people to get a better idea of what's actually in their Molly. Substances like cathinones, uh, amphetamine-like stimulants known as bath salts are often found in Molly, for example, oh, and have different dose levels and effects in MDMA. Drug checking kits are available and can help individuals better understand what they are taking. Due to the way drug paraphernalia laws are written, drug checking kits may be considered illegal in many states, despite their educational and potentially life-saving value. Right? This is well. This is a crazy thing. They gave us great news today. Uh, Wouldn't it be funny just like to dose Congress with like some MDMA just to see what just happens? Just put it in the water? Yeah. yeah. Put it in their coffee. That'd be interesting. Well, that's the thing though is that somehow drugs are are bad or whatever. And like that. Okay, so I read this. It was, an, it was way too smart for me. It was... um. It was a, I, and I used, now it's at the bottom of my, uh, of my composting, but it was about, um, now that 45 has been like, it was basically about Clinton's dismal failure to, to galvanize the right or the, the left to galvanize us <laughs> with her. There's this neoliberalism that they were talking about yeah. and they said that. Clinton's neoliberalism turned off so many people that are like, now in San Francisco, we're all neoliberalists. So we're like, yes, we love the smell of our own farts. Ridiculous. Yes, we drive Priuses and yeah. we all do what we, of course we're composting. Of course I of won't course. eat this. It's not organic. It's or, I'm going to, yes, my my apple was $1.75, but it's organic. <laughs> I'm not going to feed my children non-organic applesauce. How dare you? What the? So we're part of that, like, okay, Clinton, great, awesome, on board. But the rest of the Americans were like, she is not talking about things we care about. And the things they care about are, they're still scared of the Muslims. It, they're scared of the terrorists. And so but the whole thing is their side is saying, you're not addressing our issues, government. Our issues that we, our issues are that we feel unsafe, which is insane because the war's over there. And, and we're bringing it back to ourselves by being such dicks about it. But their issues, which I don't understand, because I'm I'm a neoliberalist. I'm a commie pinko liberal freak. I'm a socialist Marxist weirdo. So for me, my issues are like the equitability of labor. Number one in Marxism. Everyone, all work, all labor should be valued. This And it's the laborers versus the people who sit in desks at Google and make nothing. And so... 
it's base it's the haves versus the have-nots it always has been it always will be and somehow we workers we people who actually make things the ditch diggers of the world the electricians the people who are actually doing the work to build the buildings to do the stuff the actual labor the farmers the growers the people that are actually making things are somehow devalued and they believe it they believe if we could rise up together and say we have the, there are more of us there's one percent of the people in charge now we just gave them our government because the people in the middle don't understand that their labor because i don't it's because well those people have their jobs taken away and shipped off elsewhere but they also put some of those people in office by not redoing their research but i also want to say i was thinking about this yesterday when i was running and i i had gotten into an argument with my cousin who voted for jill stein and she's a oh, very uh-huh. 100% conspiracy theorist, but she sounds really batshit crazy. And she voted we for all do. But no, but here's the thing. <laughs> but here's the thing. Yeah. She hates Li- Hillary more than she does Trump. And so does my other, so does Heterotopia, Jeremy, uh, D- DJ Ashik. He hates Clinton so much, so much. He's like, she's the worst thing that ever. And he even hates Obama. He's like, not, he's not doing it now. And I'm like, but look at all the drug commutation or all the commutations of senses. I think get letting people out of jail. I think the problem is too, is we're so hung up on labels, like this conservative and liberal. And the thing is to me, I was just thinking about it's just basically about right and wrong and I I do feel like living here in SF is very like way too neoliberal so you you break it down exactly it's right and wrong but the problem is we've divided our country now and we have two we have a group that says this is what's right and this is what's wrong and then we have the other side that it's completely polarized that we've polarized all of our people because I feel like this new 1% they want us to have the civil war because they have to bring the war to our own soil because we can't keep bringing it overseas Steve Bannon loves war well, bring it here because we're gonna. That's the thing is, once they start the class war, then they can bring the they can bring the military here, and then the the military can be stationed in our own cities and town, and, and it'll be martial law, and the government will have all of the power because they will be controlling us by having us fight each other. It's like this crazy. And then that sounds crazy, doesn't that? That sounds crazy. I mean, it sounds crazy, but I mean, it's kind of happening a little bit. Like you know, this whole divide of like you know, right and wrong, and I'm right and you're wrong, and I'm religious and you're not. And right. And I believe in butt sex and I don't. Oh, who fucking cares (laughs) about the butt sex? Really? What do you like that? What what do you not like about gay people? Is it really just that they're like what? You're so hung up on your sexuality. Like you don't. If you don't like butt sex, don't do it. Don't do it. If it bothers you, don't don't do it. it. If abortions bother you, don't get them. It's a personal matter. And the thing is, a lot of people talk about small government and what have you and, you know, freedom. But these things aren't freedom. And, and, and keeping gay people oppressed and saying that gay people can't get married or that they can't have the same rights as because they do because because the ladies are licking each other. <laughs> but really, I'm so that's the but, thing. But there's also the other side of it, the very ultra neoliberal that is very oh PC. I just hate you know the fact that I can't say faggot. Yeah, you can. And you know the fact that don't say that. Oh my gosh, I'm like fuck you. No. Well, I think bitch is just as bad as all the other when i hear somebody i love that word well and it god and it depends it does it depend on the context maybe it depends on the context but the thing is like i'm not soft i i was saying this to uh, someone the other day i'm like everyone should just go sit and watch blazing saddles yeah 
it'll make you feel better like seriously right. because everybody gets it it is not it's the most non-pc movie right and it, it makes fun of like isn't this shit silly is it right. racism right and bigotry dumb it's i made a movie about making it dumb right and the thing is it's just like you know and that's from both sides as well and it, it's the thing is it's just like you know we need to have a conversation both those who are very ultra liberal and ultra cons- conservative rather than shutting people out mm-hmm. you know i have people saying like well i you know i wouldn't talk to a trump supporter i'm like why not i like i like talking to the other side because well, i, I want to get their opinion on why and break it down why just like they probably want to ask me the same and question. i really believe it comes down to that hillary wasn't addressing the issues that were important to so many people and 45 Although and they and they kind of like that he's honest, even though he's a misogynistic dick. Right. They liked his quote unquote honesty because he painted Hillary as a liar. But all politicians all are that liars. Fancy talk. But somehow he said, "I'm going to address the issues that are important to you, America." And it's and when I read this article, I was like, "Oh, there are people that are really afraid of terrorism." Yeah. Like they're really afraid of. Islamic terrorism right now. They don't know a Muslim. (laughs) Right. Well, they're trying, and that's, it's scary because it's, when you galvanize the people, the problem is that we should be bringing, we should be bringing some Syrian refugees over. I mean, I feel like just in San Francisco, if if we're so neoliberal and we love the smell of our farts so much, why aren't we doing a couch surfing project and getting 50,000 refugees homes in San Francisco right now? Well, why aren't we helping more of the homeless and mentally ill here? Well, now here's the thing. I would be willing to let someone from Syria stay on my sofa for a week, but I would not be willing to let some, oh, I wouldn't, no, I wouldn't let the lady downstairs who does that. She needs help. The lady on the street needs help. Clearly, she needs marijuana too. And I, next time I see her, I should throw her a cookie. But my point is that I would be willing to. I mean, I feel like in San Francisco too, if we live in the bubble, fucking put your bubble where your mouth is. Like, if we're so ultra liberal and forward thinking then we could might i mean there's a million almost a million people that live in this seven by seven city and a lot of them have a lot of money and wouldn't it be fun if it became a thing like you don't have a syrian on your couch like they get shamed you know like it's all the prius drivers like you don't drive a prius you don't care so what you're saying is you don't care about the environment if it became like so what you're saying is you don't have a Syrian on your couch? What is wrong with you? That would be, because then we would be able to be in San Francisco and actually say like, yeah, you know what? We are better than you guys. A real sanctuary city. We're a sanctuary city. Yeah, you know what? We are taking care of people. It's not just words. Yeah. It, there's action behind it. But the, and the scary thing is this uh, Cheeto administration is trying to like take funding away from sanctuary cities, which you can't take funding away from a city because it's a state. Right. States' rights. States' rights. That's being thrown back at Republicans it's that use so that scary. shit. It's so scary. It's so scary. Bottom administration. Well, I'm ex- I mean, I'm glad that the Drug Policy Alliance exists because as these draconian drug laws look like they're going to be rolled back, um, which is super sad because I thought that we were going to move forward. No. But since it's looking scary and who knows what's going to happen, but you know, thank God for everybody at the Drug Policy and Alliance that's making, uh, that's helping people be educated. That was what today was about. 
educating on spice bath salts, fentanyl, molly, and those crazy fake cannabinoids. You know what's really effed up is like there's a you know huge heroin opioid opioid addiction, and the fact that in it's mostly a lot of middle class white people who are affected by this. So how is that going to affect them with the reform of a lot of the drug policies? I guess there's going to be more white people in jail. I, you know what though? I don't. I, I doubt that. That I seriously, seriously doubt. Uh, because well, it I, it doesn't I, actually. It that's not true. It's going. It's all socioeconomic. It's going to continue to be socioeconomic, and we'll start seeing more white people in jail because they are on. They're starting to poor become poor. Well, I think there are poor white people too. Uh, it looks like Uh-oh. we have a phone call. I'm a little nervous that it might be sweet gout. Let's uh, let's listen to some music for a section second, and we'll be right back. <laughs> Take this opportunity to plug the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival coming up in seven days. Crazy times, everybody. Get your tickets now so that I don't look like an asshole. Uh, <laughs> we've had uh, we've only had nine presale tickets, so I'm like totally losing my mind today. Absolutely, please come. Please come to the to the. It's gonna be great. We've got we've got political shows. We've got Latoya's uh, hosting the Don't Shoot show with all the. People who are of, don't shoot all the non-white people. Uh, good stuff. Uh, we this is this is exciting. It's terrible. Uh, the Gorsuch, uh, the nomination is terrible, and the Jeff Sessions is terrible. And how do you fight back against? How do you do it? Uh, let's let's learn about Trump's I'm uh, 45s. Excuse me, views on abortion. God. This is this is the news from Narl, and uh, and that's exciting. Uh, they are pro-choice America. This is 45 on reproductive rights and women's equality. If there's one constant in 45's career, it's unabashed sexism. Some have questioned whether 45 truly opposes reproductive freedom, but we know this for sure. 45's presidency and proposed policies pose a clear and present danger to women. While 45 has never held office, he's voiced support for a number of anti-choice policies that would have a devastating impact on women nationwide. 45 wants to completely ban abortion, with exceptions only for rape, incest, or when the life of a woman is in danger. He has backed up he has backed this up by showing support for a ban on abortion after 20 weeks of pregnancy. 45 says he'll make it a priority to repeal the Affordable Care Act. The ACA has made it possible for millions of people to get health care insurance that includes coverage for birth control at no additional cost and prenatal care. 
Let the babies be healthy. 45 would have preferred to shut down the government rather than fund Planned Parenthood. Planned Parenthood provides low-cost family planning services, cancer screenings, and other health care to millions of people each year. 45 has pledged to nominate anti-choice justices to the Supreme Court. He reiterated this promise to Bill O'Reilly after becoming the presumptive GOP nominee. This could destroy access to reproductive health care for generations. And then he nominated Gorsuch, which we know is into such gore, but just not abortion gore. Mike Pence said he wants to see Roe v. Wade on the ash heap of history and has a long record of attacking reproductive freedom from his state of Indiana, which is falling apart. Uh, 45 has made his opposition to reproductive freedom clear. He said there should be some sort of punishment for women who seek out abortion if it were outlawed. Here's what 45's absurd justification for opposing health health exception for abortion bans. The problem with saying the the problem with saying health is what? Do you have a cold and you're having an abortion? What? what? The, this is what he this is a quote from him. The problem with saying health is oh the health of so it's like the health exception for abortion. The problem is with saying health. What? You have a cold and you're having an abortion? He's just making a joke out of it. He said Planned Parenthood, it's like an abortion factory, frankly, which is not true. But that's not all. We've seen a presidential candidate who judges and insults women. We've never seen a presidential candidate who judges and insults women the way 45 does. 45 bragged that he could sexually assault women. The uh, Grab him by the pussy. Despite Hillary Clinton's extensive record of public service, 45 accused her of playing the gender card, saying, frankly, if Hillary Clinton were a man, I don't think she'd get 5% of the vote. The only thing she's got going is the women's card. 45 won't have mother's backs. He told a breastfeeding mother, you're disgusting, and forced a mother with a crying baby to leave a rally. Fox News anchor Megyn Kelly asked... 45 about previous misogynistic comments he responded by calling her unprofessional and said you could see there was blood coming out of her eyes blood coming out of her wherever <laughs> 45 questioned carly fiorina fiorina qualifications to be president saying look at that face would anyone vote for that can you imagine that that face of our next president on his reality TV show, Celebrity Apprentice, 45 quipped about a female businesswoman. Must be a pretty picture. You drop into your knees. Oh, my God. And, and women voted for that guy. Everybody, give money to Gnarl, Pro-Choice America, because, I mean, what's going to happen to... Every day there's something new. I'm really, like... You know, nervous for the future. Actually, it doesn't matter because I'm I'm never gonna have kids. So, <laughs> hey, everybody, destroy the world. It's fine. It's I'm gonna die. So whatever. <laughs> it, it, it's every day. Like I'm looking at the news, and it's just like it's just bleak. Like bleak. It, it, it's you know the thing is, it's just like the well, the real president is Steve Bannon. Let's just get that straight. You know. So he's the new Cheney. Yeah. Yeah, he's the puppet master. And he's the one that loves war. He, his favorite book is The Art of War. Ugh. And um, he's always been obsessed with um, war. 
So I think that's kind of what he's trying to construct. And plus, war is profitable. War is super profitable. You know, but, you know, war over country. And these Well, there's just, it's the money. You just, the, the thing is that, I mean, and I understand it. I, I've studied, you know, as much as the average bear. Every time we've been in a huge, you know, rece- or there's been a worldwide recession or a problem or the way that you solve that is through war because you make so much money with the war machine because you have to make all the planes and make all the bombs and go destroy the people and then make all the... Par- I mean, World War Two. All of them, World War One. <laughs> they all, like, what brought us out of of its the military war numb. machine is what does it. And and now they've figured out a way for us to be at constant war, so that the oh, military yeah. war machine continues just churning about. And the problem is, we have to keep finding new places to just fuck over, because there are these are people. Like Syrians are fucking people. It would be like if. I, I mean, I just can't even imagine it if all of a sudden, like, big war chopper planes just, like, came down the street and just started mowing people down for no reason. Like, I guess that's what happens. You yeah. kill the people? I, that's how cold and heartless a lot of people are. You know, people worship this this mean green, the dollar, over people's lives. I, I just, I don't know, because we want what? Like, so I was lucky enough this week... Um, Florentina Tanase gave me this really great bag of clothing that she was like, you know, gonna. It's some of it she's never even worn, and it's like really good stuff. This one pair of shoes I wore, they are so cute. They are so cute, but I can barely walk in them. They're so high. You just if you see them, you'll be like, oh my god, bam! Everybody last night was like, "Ah, ah," and I'm like, yeah, they're just shoes. Okay, (laughs) but yeah, I mean, but the thing is that I, I've made a pledge to myself that I'm not gonna buy any clothes like I mean Jonathan bought me a really cool t-shirt the other day and that was really nice and it's really funny because it's a Stranger Things t-shirt and it expresses oh, cool. a lot of personality and I really like it but that's like the first purchase ooh ooh and that's not true and then I went at Costco they had a child's dress for $14.97 and it, it has these little sparkles on it it's really cute it's the one I was wearing last week for the oh, Valentine's yeah. show oh I like that one darling yeah. right yeah. yeah it's in the kids section it's a size 16 of children's at Costco wow. $14.97 I was really proud of it I was like okay I'm buying this thing I'm sorry <laughs> but other than that I haven't bought a piece of clothing in like five, seven, ten years so like the only way that we're going to be able to affect any change in the world is if we can just not be so American and just want a little less why does every kid have to have an iPhone what where did we when did we like we're playing into the media like okay celebrity we do that I think it's stupid and when we're like oh women have to be skinny and they have to look this way and we have to put makeup on them because we make them do it because we support the industry because we buy people because we love it when Britney Spears shows her twat that was years ago I know (laughs) but like we love this sort of but that's who our president is now right now we've really done it because we're so but we and he's making it a show it's it's It's, a show and it's it's tweeting and twatting and and it's not real and even last week when he had the um uh when the press, the 77-minute disaster of press, where you know he was trying to answer questions, like, did you see any of that? No, I, it's, I, I try not. It's to a attention. shit show. It's a shit sh- sandwich. And like, one of the um, Jewish reporters was asking about the spike in anti-Semitism uh, going on because since he's been, uh, Cheeto's been elected, 
and he told the Jewish press to go sit down. That's not the kind of question I want. Sit down. What? Yeah. Shit's real. Racism. It's what's hot for dinner. It's what's hot for dinner. Wow. Yeah. So, yeah, it, everyone's getting it. Women, Jews, blacks, Muslims, Latinos. Latinx. I love the Gay. new thing I've been Latinx. seeing. I love seeing it with the X. I'm yeah. like, when did they decide to do this? Because I've just recently started seeing it, and I love it. Because Latinos and Latinas, they're Latinx. Latinx. I love it. Love it. Yeah, but they're not going to be here much longer. Well, and that's the question. <laughs> like, what kind of America do we want? And He wants a lily we, white, non-soulful. But it never has been. If you look at the beginning of America, and that's the funny thing, is that when all the white people came over, even they were subjugated back then. Exactly. The Irish Thank were you. shitty. Everyone hated the uh, Irish. They hated the Swedish. They hated the Germans. They hated everybody. Everybody exactly. came. They stayed in their own little conclaves. Like the German Jews and then the ones that came later the Jews were already established were like ooh you guys are dirty oh don't speak Yiddish anymore but there were there were Yiddish papers all the way up into the 40s and there were the conclaves of immigrant groups in New York were like you could you know on 52nd street you'd have the ghetto well well, you'd have the, the Cubans were here and the Germans were here and, and even different parts it was it was all sort of like they came over, they had, the, they had the dialects, they stuck with their dialects, and although we became a melting pot over time... Still segregated. It was, it was completely came over, even the white people were segregating themselves from yeah. each other. So it's like, can't we bring that back? Like, the, if we're going to be racist, <laughs> let's be racist against everybody, everybody. right? Like, let's be racist against Irish, let's be racist against... Well, and the, that's the, the Polish thing still somehow... I don't understand why jokes about Polish people, like, existed even into the 80s. And, like, when you tell kids jokes and they'd be like... Polak jokes and I didn't understand that that was being really racially insensitive like I don't know how I just didn't even recognize that and and that's the thing is just like god if people could just read a little more like this stuff did not happen that long ago your great great grandfather or grandfather or one great grandfather Mm -hmm. came here not that long ago and how dare you have the audacity to tell people to go back to where they come from nigga you go back home <laughs> seriously and then you're gonna tell a latinos or excuse me mexicans go back home don't you know what part of america was yeah this Pick was up a home. fucking book for right. Pete's sake how are you gonna tell someone that lives in texas go back to mexico texas was mexico and it's Fuck. not even that long ago like yes. the united states has only been around i mean it hasn't <sighs> been around that long 1776 well, so, so the 1800s basically like 250 260 years that's not long no and now we're just like destroying it, it's like a new why the way racism though why do we hate like why can't we be racist against like i mean because against each darker other darker people have always had it worse it's the truth and it's the fact. I mean, if you and is it really, because the darker people were the laborers because they were outside and we've always it's just looked always down been on this the laborers? hatred toward people that are darker and the fair. It's colonialism. It's a lot of things. I really think it still know. goes down to labor. Is that we make certain people work and we don't value their work. Slaves' work is obviously not valued at all because they don't get any monetary exchange for it. Yeah, um, and no reparations later. And on. no reparations later on. Still waiting for that shit. Uh, and. Slavery was, oh man, just not hardcore. that long ago. Not that long not, ago either. And people are like, "Get over it, fuck you." It was you not that over, long ago. Yeah, you get it over my nuts. Yeah, it was. And, and then now, and then now, we have the indigenous people. I mean, we. I mean, this country's shitted on them oh, for the very longest. Absolutely. And the Dakota Pipeline. Oh. They, there was a contract that 
the U.S. government and the tribe had to not have to not build on anything near that sacred ground, right. and they're breaking the law with that contract. Yeah, they're breaking the law again because yeah. that's what America does shit on do. its original people. Absolutely, uh, because we can because we because we need something and we're just short sighted. We don't care. We just need well, oil. and the thing is that it, we can even we're speaking really globally about the United States right now but even if you go down to even right now locally like even in San Francisco the little bubble walking around I mean nobody's paying attention they've they've the larger structure of society or whoever's been with their hands in the pot planning this wins with these cell phones everyone's looking at their fucking cell phone no one's talking to each other no one people are walking down the street four abreast not seeing other people not looking up Jonathan I didn't get it sent to me yet either it hasn't you sent it to my inbox maybe it went in my junk email nope uh, so Jonathan's sister wrote an article for the Huffington Post that's in today and I was gonna oh, nice. read that I thought that was exciting uh, but until then I'll tell you guys about the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival 20 uh, 17 coming up next week next get week. your tickets now you can go to our website they're right there on the front page um, th- uh, they're all over Facebook you can buy them there it's it's there's they're everywhere so buy now please 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 do I mean I don't know how other people sell uh, tickets I just have no idea how they do it because well there's a great sold-out show tonight at the station for Trish and Dan face mortality which should be pretty fun and uh, I'm in it and it's they sold 40 33 tickets and I'm like thinking to myself you guys sold 33 tickets could you maybe sell some tickets for you guys need to come on down Um, so it happens once a year I mean I'm at the point where uh, I, I don't care. I'll I'll beg I'll beg you, and and that's fine. You know, usually I bribe people with uh, marijuana treats on Friday. Uh, this Friday's show that is works. short month short people, so everybody has to be uh, under five two. I think <laughs> um, they're all. It's like uh, Joe Gorman and other funny. Uh, people, uh, I don't even know who's on the show because all I can think about is the festival that's upcoming and how I don't have these tickets so far. <laughs> and it's five days of um, funny. Yeah, it five is. Days. It's twenty-five shows, so I really hope that you guys all come out and support the station, and uh, that'd be cool. Uh, but yeah, so I woke up this morning just depressed and sad and just worried about next week because. I mean, and I gotta say, a lot of this has to do with, you know, jealousy. I, I see all these other people sell out shows, and I am doing everything I can, and I don't know how to do it. I don't know how they're doing it. And all I can think of is that I'm a shitty person and nobody likes me. No, That's don't the do only that. thing I can think of is that if other people ask people to do things and they do them, and I ask people to do things and they don't, it's because I have no pull, they don't like me, and I'm not important in their lives in any way uh, I don't think so you if, go if that I was deep. important in their lives they would help out and they would give a shit but clearly that, that's the only thing I can think of because I look at all these other shows I go to other shows and when they're filled with people and I'm like how did they do that 
I'm, I've given away tickets on this up and out thing, which nothing's happened. I gave away like eight festival tickets per day, which is a third of our seats. I gave them away for this free promotion and I haven't sold a ticket from it. I know, I know. And I was told last year to do that, to give away half, give away a third of my tickets to, for Gold Star or something. They said it would really help. And I was like, I'm not gonna give away a third of my tickets. So this year I was like, well, that was a mistake last year. I should do it this year. And it hasn't made, we have, last year at this time we had 50 pre-sales. And this year we have nine. So, yeah. So I'm bummed. We'll, we'll see what happens next week. We'll see what yeah. Well, I, I mean, I do believe in miracles. I to an extent. I don't. Uh, all right, this is super cool though. Uh, this is an article from the Huffington Post uh, by Melissa Moore, who is the New York State Deputy Director at the Drug Policy Alliance. It's Jonathan's sister, and she wrote an article: "Sealing marijuana arrest records is vital to protecting New Yorkers." Uh, last week, the New York State Assembly passed landmark legislation to seal the criminal records of people who have been unjustly and unconstitutionally arrested for simple possession of marijuana in public view. That happened to my buddy, uh, Tess. This bill is the first step toward a comprehensive plan to redress harms in the war on drugs in communities of color, a task that is all the more urgent now as thousands of people caught up in the net could be targeted for deportation in 45's America. Over the last 20 years, more than 800,000 New Yorkers have been arrested for simple possession of marijuana. Often these arrests were the result of stop and frisk encounters targeting young people of color. Those convicted face significant barriers to accessing education, employment, housing opportunities, and other state services, despite widespread acknowledgement that such collateral consequences have a devastating effect through the course of someone's life. New York State first decriminalized personal marijuana possession in 1977, recognizing the harmful impact an arrest could have on young people. Although New York officials, including Gov Governor Cuomo and Mayor Bill de Blasio, have previously recognized these arrests as ineffective, unjust, and racially discriminatory. Uh, they still continue across the state because of a loophole in the law. In 2016, more than 22,000 New Yorkers statewide were arrested for possession of small amounts of marijuana, 80% of whom were black or Latino. Governor Cuomo proposed closing this loophole as a part of his state of the state in January 2017, citing the damages, collateral the damaging collateral consequences. But looking forward isn't good enough, as policymakers acknowledge that these arrests are unjust and should not take place in the future. They must simultaneously focus on repairing the harm for people burdened by a criminal record from such an arrest. The discriminatory, discriminatory practices are pervasive statewide. In the city of Buffalo in Erie County, African Americans represent 70% of the marijuana arrests, despite only being 38.6% of the population, and using marijuana at similar rates as other groups. Once convicted, a permanent record can follow these mostly young people of color for the rest of their lives, a record easily found by banks, schools, employers, landlords, and licensing boards. Sealing legislation has taken on increasing importance amid the 45's administration's rhetoric and actions targeting immigrant communities. National Simple Marijuana 
Nationally, simple marijuana possession is the fourth most common cause of deportation, according to the Secure Communities and ICE Deportations, a failed program. Sealing records will provide a measure of protection for immigrants by making it difficult or impossible for immigration authorities to meet their legal burden of proof to judge and find lawful permanent resident deportable. Additionally, sealing will guard against the 45's administration executive order targeting non-citizens with any criminal arrests and or convictions for deportation. If the arrest is also sealed and the sealed information not shared with the FBI, these individuals may be at lower risk for becoming enforcement an enforcement target. Increasingly, jurisdictions and legislators across the country are realizing that marijuana prohibition has been ineffective, unjust, and racially discriminatory and are working to implement regulatory systems that are fair and effective. It is now imperative that here in New York, the state Senate quickly follow the Assembly's lead and begin to repair the harm done by marijuana prohibition to communities across the state. Governor Cuomo also has a unique opportunity to address the harms that these arrests have caused by enacting ceiling for marijuana position arrests as a part of his decriminalization proposal in the state budget legislation. Such a move would show his commitment to communities that have borne the harshest brunt of racial profiling and those currently most vulnerable under 45's executive orders. Yay! Good article. Yeah. It's just exciting stuff. Uh, And scary. And scary. (laughs) Well, it's cool that she's writing for the Huffington Post and that she's the deputy director of of drugs. Of drugs. She's the basically like the deputy drug policies are in New York State. It's pretty cool. Uh, and she's the one that first set up our little relationship with them so that we can uh, have access to the news. Although all of you have access to the news if you go to drugpolicyalliance.org. Drugpolicy.org. Uh, you can all learn about the terrible things that are happening. <laughs> This is why you need to come down oh, and get your tickets. Yeah, get laugh tic- at laugh. stuff because it'll be a lot better. It's healthier. Yeah. It's scary oh, world we live in. I'm, I'm just, I'm just scared because I don't know what's gonna. I mean, Mutiny Radio is fine now. We've, we just got our thirteenth new show. I'm Yay. training him today at two. Yeah, uh, morning with Machine is going to be eight to ten a.m. on Wednesdays. Wow. His choice. 8 to 10. I hate mornings. So. I, I, I told him when he was training on uh, Monday during Joke Workshop, I was like, I'm going to tell everybody about your show, but no one's going to listen to it live because none of us are awake at 8 in the morning. <laughs> so like, that means good you'll luck. Be down here at 7.30? Yeah. Wow. That's crazy, right? That's dedication. Yep. Uh, I'm excited, though. I'm excited for what he's going to do. So we're training today. We trained on Monday. And uh, now we have, I mean, I... The, the old flyers, the old red flyers are like completely debunked. Like next week, right after the festival, I'm going to basically ask um, the design team to take all, to basically take the festival flyer and just redo it <laughs> and make it look like our flyer. Cause I like the colors and I'm like, I've said the, the work is done. All we have to do is like change the dates, keep the, take out the festival stuff, squish it together. Make it colorful for spring. Yeah. It looks like a great spring flyer. It'll be go. great. Maybe put some flowers under there or something. Um, yeah, but we need new we need new flyers because there are so many new shows. It's it's crazy. Like 
I mean, it's great, but it's, it's, I mean, that's, that's the best that it could possibly be. So who was your guest going to be? Um, was she, <laughs> she ended up, um, having to have, she had a little emergency. Gotcha. Yeah. But she was one of the bartenders, um, who I work with and, um, at Buzzworks, which is a great place. Yeah. So we had a really we good time. We were going to talk about show. sexism, um, as a bartender wow which happens a lot especially when you're talking about something so macho like beer right you know because it's so funny like when people people are intimidated to ask me because they probably don't think that i know right you know but i see they'll go to the male bartender and uh really ask him questions oh yeah oh that's not nice yeah so it's just like you know that comes with the territory and then also the fact that you know as female bartenders, sometimes you got to go a little bit out of your way in order to make a little bit of extra dough. Right. And I'm not talking about like anything like sexual. Or no, anything, no, no. But, but you always look great. You know, and guys don't and have to. Thing. Guys don't have to put on the makeup and the. There you go. Make the have the outfit be put. Your nails have been looking really fun lately. Oh, Lots of different colors. I'm totally digging it. Thank you. But, but it's extra. That's exactly, extra work that they don't have to work. put in. Yeah. Absolutely. And it's extra cost on your outfit, like. Totally, yeah. totally, and so you know that was something that we wanted to talk about. Yeah. You know, but we can still talk about it. I mean, it's you know there are more female bartenders, um, and you know the fact of the matter is just like you know sometimes you know our customers are very demeaning oh. to us, and you know some of the vulgarity that comes with it, you know, sucks. Well, let's listen to something that sucks really bad. This is uh, 45 on women. It's only three minutes and uh, 40 seconds. Let's let's really let's really experience some sexism, shall we? Let's so dance. We should really. I bet it's gonna have. I knew it would have a. I knew it would have a commercial because he's just too popular not to. You've called women you don't like fat pigs, dogs, slobs, and disgusting animals. Your Twitter account Only has Rosie several- O'Donnell. Well, Rosie O'Donnell's disgusting. I mean, both inside and out. When you look at her and when you see the mind, the mind is, is weak. I don't see it. I don't get it. I never understood. How does she even get on television? If I were running The View, I'd fire Rosie. I mean, I'd look her right in that fat, ugly face of hers. I'd say, Rosie, you're fired. Rosie's a person that's very lucky to have her girlfriend. And she better be careful or I'll send one of my friends over to pick up her girlfriend. Why would she stay with Rosie if she had another choice? I'd like to take some money out of her fat ass pockets. Thank you. For the record, it was well beyond Rosie O'Donnell. Yes, I'm sure it was. In an interview last week in Rolling Stone magazine, Donald Trump said the following about you, quote, Look at that face. Would anyone vote for that? Can you imagine that, the face of our next president? You once told a contestant on Celebrity Apprentice it would be a pretty picture to see her on her knees. Brandy came in here, she got down on her knees and said, I passionately want to do this. I, at this point, am the team chooser, not the team leader Excuse yet. Excuse me, you dropped to your knees. Yes. And begged to do this. And I said, I'm looking around the room. And it must be a right. pretty picture you dropped John and knees. Dennis thought I should be. Omarosa said me. Does that sound to you like the temperament of a man we should elect as president? And how will you answer the charge from Hillary Clinton, who is likely to be the Democratic nominee, that you are part of the war on women? I haven't started with Hillary yet. What happened to her? I'm watching the debate and she disappeared. Where did she go? 
Where did she go? I, I know where she went. It's disgusting. I don't want to talk about it. No, it's too disgusting. Don't say it. It's disgusting. Let's not talk. Even a race to Obama. She was going to beat Obama. But she was going to beat. She was favored to win. And she got schlung. What I say is what I say. And honestly, Megan, if you don't like it, I'm sorry. I've been very nice to you, although I could probably maybe not be based on the way you have treated me. But I wouldn't do that. Talk about Megan Kelly because you, you brought her up. Um, she did push you, pushed a lot of people. But what is it with you and Megyn Kelly? Well, I just don't respect her as a journalist. I have no respect for her. I don't think she's very good. I think she's highly overrated. So I have, uh, you know, she she gets out and she starts asking me all sorts of ridiculous questions. And, you know, you could see there was blood coming out of her eyes, uh, blood coming out of her wherever. But uh, she was, uh, in my opinion, she was... Uh, off base. Let's take a, let's take a look at... She's a lightweight. I couldn't care less about her. The Pew Research, which is independent, says... Don't be naive. You're a very naive person. <laughs> the Pew You're Research a... says that there are... For immigrants on the whole create... Are, Come on, try getting it out. Try getting it out. I'll get it out. I mean, I don't know if you're going to put this on television, but you don't even know what you're talking about. Try getting it out. Go ahead. Immigrants commit less crime than U.S. born citizens. Okay. Do you believe in punishment for abortion? Yes or no, as a principle? Uh, the answer is that there has to be some form of punishment. For the woman? Yeah, there has to be some form. I don't think Ivanka would do that inside the magazine, although she does have a very nice figure. I've said that if Ivanka weren't my daughter, perhaps I'd be dating her. You know? <laughs> Stop it! Oh, it's so weird! Stop You it. know what? You are sick. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't that terrible? Yeah. Well, you're terrible. known for saying is outrageous things, oh, Mr. Just Trump. Ew. Ew. Ew and boo. That boo. Boo. Boo, boo, boo. Boo. Why? I, I just... How is this happening? How does he get to say things about the way women look? He has fake hair. He is an ugly piece of shit. He is fat. a fat... He is the fattest president we've had since Taft. He is the fattest... He is a fat, titties. ugly man. He is ugly inside and out. He is Hitler. He is the worst person that ever existed. He has no heart. He has no soul. He's doing everything because of money. We already know money is heartless. He is the devil. He is everything that is wrong Can with the world. First of all, 1%. The Republicans cannot talk about Bill Clinton and his infidelity ever, ever again. You are not allowed to talk about what happened between him and Monica Lewinsky because the Republicans used that against him back in 1998 and 99 when the whole scandal went down saying it was immoral and you know it's about family values okay so Ed, that's now pretty we have sexy with the cigar and the gap dress <laughs> i remember um but the family the family values and the immoral in, in, i can't even immorality. say the immorality of what's going on in the cheeto administration i mean come on man i mean he was even on playboy softcore porn oh no is. she was uh his wife uh, his wife was yeah not his daughter his, his melania no, but he was in wife. a softcore porn oh he was too yeah wow but he wasn't doing anything he was just watching yeah, being a he, creep yeah. but i mean the fact that it matter is just like the, the the concept that he gets to degrade women because he's rich he is a rich person who ran the Miss USA pageants, which is completely all about the subjugation of women and re reducing them to objects, literally making them into objects. 
He literally has objects. He owns women. He has trophy wives. He objectifies them. They are objects. They are not people. We are people. We are people that can make people. You should like that because you like to make money because you know what people do? They become laborers and they make things or they do things. He oh, He's man. not that intelligent. I mean, look up the... I am so do me upset. Look up the press conference that he had last week and see how the lack of intelligence that this person has. And it's sad that some people in certain demographics think, I like the way he speaks. I'm like, well, he doesn't make sense when he speaks. He contradicts himself constantly. Was it five days ago? Yes, it was. Yeah, it's okay. that shit that looks like uh, a water shower behind him. <laughs> uh, well, they make fun of him on SNL. That's, oh, yeah. That looks good. The cold open. Um, was it... I want to see like bad parts of it. Um, There's uh, the part when he told the Jew to sit down. Oh, look for the uh, ass reporter. The black gist. Reporter. Here we go. Here we go. The gist of 45's press conference. This is from Jimmy Kimmel. This should be. This should be pretty good. I would hope. I mean, I'm just. It's comedy so, gold, but it's also scary. <laughs> it's all just to feel completely and then he made up something being about a woman a is mean, it's he made up a terrorist attack uh, uh uh that something that didn't happen in sweden <sighs> yeah and the swedes are like what the Alt fuck are truth, you talking about alternative truth i can't it's try to fuck with sweden man i don't understand what's happening and why it's happening and how it's happening and why he can fights. say it but Women truly, I guess we are pointless now. Prompt press conference, and it really was—it was a sight to see. It reminded me of like of something you'd see before a pay-per-view boxing event. I don't know why he decided to have an unscheduled press conference today. My guess is that he did it because he was mad and he just wanted to blow off some steam. The tone of the press conference was like if your dad found out a pack of cigarettes under your mattress. It was, he was mad. He talked for an hour and 17 minutes, which is more than he's spoken to Melania all this year, the whole year. <laughs> He covered a lot of subjects during that time. So far too many subjects to cover individually. So we boiled it down so you can get the gist. The whole Russian thing, that's a ruse. That's a ruse. The greatest thing I could do is shoot that ship that's 30 miles offshore right out of the water. Everyone in this country is going to say, oh, it's so great. You know what uranium is, right? Nuclear holocaust. Hillary Clinton did a reset. Remember with the stupid plastic button that made us all look like a bunch of jerks? Here, take a look. He looked at her like, what the hell is she doing with that cheap plastic button? It's all fake news. It's all fake news. I'm changing it from fake news, though. Do doesn't that under- Very fake news. I know. I'm just telling you, you know, you're dishonest people. Where are you from? Uh, BBC. Okay. Here's another beauty. I know, this is going to be a bad question, but that's okay. I want to find a friendly reporter. Not good, not good, not good, not good. Wait, wait, wait. Quiet, quiet, quiet. Okay, sit down. I, I understand the rest of your question. Are you going to include the Congressional Black Caucus and the Congressional Black Caucus? Well, I would. I tell you what, do you want to set up the meeting? Do you want to set up the meeting? No, no, no. Are they friends of yours? I would love to meet with the Black Caucus. I think it's great. The least racist person. I can't believe I'm saying I'm a politician, but I guess that's what I am now. I am the least anti-semitic person that you've ever seen in your entire life i'm really not a bad person the, the, the least anti-semitic doesn't that mean he's the most anti-semitic i won donald trump rants and 
I'm not ranting and raving. This administration is running like a fine-tuned machine. Wow, there you go. Well, that's <laughs> that holy, is, <laughs> holy moly. That is our president. Holy moly. Just think, all the other countries are laughing at us. Isn't that, that's so sad. They're laughing at us. Of course they are, we're idiots. I mean, and he's, this weekend he went on a campaign rally. What you campaigning for? Right, you what are you campaigning won. for? Anti-abortion. Uh, let's see the most heated, we're gonna, I, I, I love this most heated, ex- this is the thing, is that he, that makes him look like an idiot. And he's not smart, he lacks intelligence. I. He, yeah, critical thinking. Critical this thinking. is why I need to go back in schools, y'all. Critical thinking, critical. Wow. wow. Uh, okay, so this is just his. Just we so, heard some of it, but this is just him being oppositional, kind of an asshole, acting so not presidential. Like, he what, what, are, there, just, are there more ways for him to act, act unpresidentially? First, the tweeting is like a 12-year-old girl, okay? 12-year-old girls about tweet like everything. he does. About everything. Like, yeah, to, who's he, t- who? I mean, he's, oh, like a, he's like a 12-year-old girl tweeting. And then he, when he called he really Australia, when he called Australia, like, a couple weeks ago, fucking with the Australian prime minister. What? Like, why? And he makes up shit. See, this is very juvenile. He makes up stuff. Yeah, I, I saw, he said something about the murder rate being 47% higher than ever before. <laughs> And I'm like, that's not... And there was a Bowling Green massacre there. True at all. Wait, wait, wait. Quiet, quiet, quiet. Donald Trump versus the media. There's been a report out that 48 uh, uh, bomb threats have been made against Jewish centers all across the country in the last couple of weeks. There are people who are committing anti-Semitic acts or threatening to... You see, he said he was going to ask a very simple, easy question. And it's not. It's not. Not a, not a simple question. Not a fair question. Okay, sit down. I, I understand the rest of your question. Oh. So here's the story, folks. Uh, number one, I am the least anti-Semitic person that you've ever seen in your entire life. <laughs> number two, racism. The least racist person. In fact, we did very well relative to other people running as a Republican. Quiet, quiet, quiet. See, he lied about he was going to get up and ask a very straight, simple question. So, you know, it's welcome to the world of the media. Would you accept that that was a good example of the smooth running of government? Yeah, I do. I do. Let me tell you about the Were there any mistakes in that? Wait, wait, I know who you are. Just wait. Well, I don't know. I was given that information. I was given. I've actually, I've seen that information around. But it was a very substantial victory. Do you agree with that? How much longer should we stay here, folks? Wait, let's see. Who's... I want to find a friendly reporter. You said that the leaks are real, but the news is fake. I guess I don't understand. Uh, it seems that there's a disconnect there. If the information coming from those leaks is real, then how can the stories be no, fake? No, the reporting is fake. And if I look, ask, look, I just want to ask... Jim, you know what it is? Here's the thing. The public isn't... You know, they read newspapers, they see television, they watch... They don't know if it's true or false. Why not just say it's a story I don't like? When I do you that. call it fake news, no, you're I do undermining that. confidence no, no. in our I do news that. media. Here's the thing. Isn't okay, that important? I understand what you... And you're right about that, except this. See, I know when I should get good and when I should get bad. 
And sometimes I'll say, wow, that's going to be a great story. And I'll get killed. I know what's good and bad. I'd be a pretty good reporter, not as good as you. Are you going to include the Congressional Black Caucus and the Congressional Well, Hispanic I would. Caucus I tell you what. Do you want to well set up the, the meeting? Do you want to set up the meeting? No, no, no. I, Are they I, friends I, of I'm yours? I'm just a reporter. No, get a, set up the I meeting. I know some of them, but I'm sure Let's they're Let's go set up right a meeting. Now. I would love to meet with the Black Caucus. I think it's great, the Congressional Black Caucus. I think it's great. Doesn't even know what it is. I bet you he doesn't even know what it is. I bet you he doesn't know how, at all. How are you going to ask, do you know them? Because all black people know each other, mother. Of course all black people know each other. You know that, Latoya. You know all yeah, the black people. Yeah, all black people. Yeah, we all look alike at this don't point. Don't pretend you don't know all the and black people. And we're all criminals. People. You, you yeah. know, you know, the, you know the handshake? Yeah. But Didn't I, you get exactly. the... I speak jive. Did you? Yeah, jive turkey. <laughs> jive turkey. I tried to get someone to add jive turkey to their joke on Monday night, and they looked at me, they're like, you are so old. <laughs> so, but what we're is all jive? This, but you know, we're all jive turkeys and all that. This, this, I'm sorry. It's funny, but it's scary at the same time because while we're watching this spectacle, real shit is actually going on. Like they have signed legislation. All right, mm. here's here's just a little minor legislation that they signed um, for Alaskan wildlife, especially bears. Uh, bears. Those are people are able to hunt bears again there was a uh, what yeah in the united states look up alaska bear we can no. uh, cheetah uh cheeto administration this oh is just my a God. little bit and then now they're trying to um well we already know what's going on with immigration and they're trying to cut them up with a new ban and obamacare house overturns obama era law to protect alaskan bears and wolves U.S. House sanctions killing hibernating bears, yep. wolf pups in their dens. U.S. votes to lift cool. ban on predator control, hunting practices. Wow. Like they don't, they don't like humans, they don't like bears, they don't like wolves. You ain't gonna have nothing. <laughs> that seems bears? Yeah. That is such a, what? That is so mean and pointless. Why That's would you evil. kill a be- bear? To have them as a rug that yes. is awful. Yes. I'm a man because I killed an innocent animal sleeping. This is awful. Republican on Young, Republican Alaska, is behind some of the resolution to strip away some of the federal government's control over mm-hmm. Alaska's 76 million acres worth of federal wildlife ref- re- refugees. Refugees. In the media. Under the federal law, hunters are prohibited from shooting or trapping wolves while at their dens with cubs, using airplanes to scout for potential grizzly bear targets, airplanes? trapping Damn. bears with wire snares, and luring bears to get food Why? to get a point blank kill. Why? That's extra. I didn't know. But about essentially, all that. hunters could once again kill such predators from the air or in dens if the law is overturned. Aerial shooting has been deemed necessary in the past in order to curb predator populations that eat moose, deer, and other animals that some Alaskans consume for food. House Young argued in the House that the rule seized authority away from the state of Alaska and is in clear violation of federal law. Uh, so... There were, Wait. They overturned, the house overturns. This happened today, like at 140. This Oh, they overturned it. House overturns Obama-era law to protect. Yeah, yeah so now yeah. They, the protection's gone. Gone. Yeah, hunters can once Wait, again go all, after bears, wolves, and other predators and national wildlife refuges. I have something to say. So, what's, okay, what's the fun in hunting when you're from an airplane? Like, seriously, yeah. what's that extra bullshit about? 
Like, if you're gonna kill something, and I'm not for this, this is why I'm like, this is really disgusting. Like, I, we already know you don't like human beings. Right. But oh, look at this cute wolf pup in the den. Yeah, oh, it's probably dead. It's probably it's dead so now. Cute. A Republican killed it's it. So cute. A Republican killed it. I, I want one. It is in there. It is so cute. It is now a sash. <laughs> the vote in favor of H.J. Resolution 69, authored by Alaska's Representative Don Young, was 225 to 193. Those 225 members voted to overturn a federal rule. Years in the works and crafted by professional wildlife managers at the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service to stop some of the most appalling practices ever imagined in the contemporary era of wildlife management. Denning of wolf pups killing hibernating bears, spotting grizzly bears from aircraft and then shooting them after landing, and trapping grizzly bears and black bears with steel-jawed leg holes, traps, and snares. This is really sad. This is the stuff of snuff films, wildlife snuff films. <laughs> True. And not just on any land, on our country's national wildlife refuges. No way. More specifically, on 16 national wildlife refuges covering 76 million acres, all the state, all in the state of Alaska. That's why Republican lawmakers why? did this for the NRA, the Safari Club, and some hunting guides See? and outfitters. Oh, you oh. mean for the rich people? Oh, so rich people can go kill bears? Exactly. Because because bears yes, aren't real. Because that's not important. Because wildlife isn't important. Because the whole world is for you. Because you're so fucking rich that you can fuck anything you want and you can kill anything you want because you're so fucking special you're the most special human being around that none of us other human beings matter yeah. at all because you're so fucking great because you have so much I money wouldn't... and isn't that what it's all about no, it's i hope also... you rot in hell you rich asshole um i, I just want to say it's also about the size of your penis uh <laughs> killing things it shows this form of machismo it is so this awful. dominance this human you know i'm a man dominant see i killed this big ass bear it's bigger than me but i showed it who i'm a with man with a gun with a gun if you oh, fight and, a and, bear and in the airplane in an punk airplane bitch. that is some punk bitch from an you airplane can, you can't even you can't be man enough to go like face to face toe to toe with a grizzly come on man up you man. in the airplane where the grizzly, grizzly man is your fucking head off. Grizzly man is dead and it's really safe. Grizzly man is rolling over in his grave. <laughs> I hope these grizzlies attack. I hope they I, I mean, hope they attack. I hope they eat you motherfuckers. Um, man I, over beast. Man beast always wins. Well, it's This is just brutal. Just people with money. This is just so brutal. It's just We already know what you're doing to the human race, but right. really animals? Yeah. Bears that for what that are, are, to have it to show to the, I, the bear the grizzly bear population ain't that high right and you're gonna it's, you're not gonna well, even the wolf, eat it probably. I mean really we're gonna do the same thing y'all did to the buffalo huh yeah good yeah job. we made them extinct the yeah buffalo. good that job rich awful. fucks I mean sir and, yeah. and it's not even just rich fucks either it's mostly but we know who this is for look at this okay puppy. these are hunting clubs and the NRA right. right you know this ain't from someone that lives off the land that's trying to eat it and use its parts for everything right. exactly you know exactly it has, it, it has nothing to do with its point of life you're just killing oh. it just to murder it and like Check out this new rug. Yeah. I'm going to drink scotch with it. Lafroy, Lagavulin. So gross. Bears are bears. so cool. I mean, y'all were killing black people, but y'all got to go for the bears? <laughs> Polar bears, black bears, grizzly Woody bears. Woody the Pooh, dead. None of the bears have a chance. 
So what's this Swedish thing that I don't know about? Oh, he made up a false um, Cheeto, made up a false terrorist attack um, on Friday. And he said it's, this happened in Sweden. And the Swedes are like, what the fuck are you talking about? And the Swedish prime minister even tweeted, um, what is he smoking? He really wow. tweeted that. Well, this is, here's from CNN Politics. Trump's Sweden Fake comment, news. 45 Sweden comment raises questions. Uh, here, let's. Okay, wait, I got it. Okay, I got to start it over because um, he said that thing and I, I was like, what? What? You're crazy. He, he's mentally ill, too. Like, well, he's we, know he's a, we know that he's an egomaniac. Yeah, but he's, is that, got, he's got some like mental health issues. It won't let me rewind. Why won't you let me rewind? Sweden. Who would believe this? Sweden. They took in large numbers. They're having problems like they never thought possible. <laughs> Many online mocked his statement, including the former prime minister of Sweden. It is unclear to us what President Trump was referring to, to have asked the U.S. officials. The best theory for what he was talking about is a segment on Fox News from Friday night. Perhaps no nation on earth is more committed to accepting foreign migrants and refugees than Sweden. Do you see the violence really spreading across Sweden into the cities? At least one or two times a week. It's a very political film uh, suggesting the refugees are bringing lots of violence and threats to Sweden. So perhaps President Trump saw that segment on Friday and was referring to that being last night because that would have been Friday night. He later responded on Twitter, my statement to us what's happening in Sweden was in reference to a story that was broadcast on Fox News, including immigrants. So it was a movie. So he didn't even understand that it was a movie. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. Oh my God, that's so funny. That is so funny. So he thought he thought that it was a real story, but it was about a movie. It was about a controversial movie. And though, by the way, and the, the controversy gets even deeper. The guys, the Swedish officers that they uh, interviewed on Fox News, they they said, wait, they chopped off a lot of things that we were saying. They they, they did not. They didn't. They cut out the story. It wasn't right. talking about how a high percentage of uh, refugees are committing uh, crimes. It it was actually talk. It it had something to do with something else. So those officers are mad because Fox News fucked up the real truth about the story. So, so this, Sweden's pissed off at us. Sweden. So, well, really? I, so they President, President Donald Trump's <laughs> reference to what's happening last night in Sweden during a Saturday rally in Florida raised questions in Sweden and around the Internet about what he really meant and where he gets his information. The president clarified his remarks Sunday, posting on Twitter that his statement was in reference to a story that was broadcast on Fox News concerning immigrants in Sweden. And the tweet confirmed suspicions that many of Trump's remarks stemmed from a Tucker Carlson show on Friday night in which the the host reviewed Ami Horowitz, a filmmaker who has tried to tie Sweden's taking of asylum seekers to increased violent crimes in the country. Within two hours of the president's post, the official Twitter account of the embassy of Sweden in the U.S. responded, we look forward to informing the U.S. administration about Swedish immigration and integration policies. Trump's reference to the Scandinavian nation, known for liberally accepting Syrian refugees, originally occurred 
during his Saturday speech. We've got to keep our country safe, he said. And look at what's happening in Germany. You look what's happening in Sweden. Sweden, who would believe this? Sweden, they took in large numbers. They're having problems like they never thought possible. You look at what's happening in Brussels. You look at what's happening all over the world. Let's take a look at Nice. Brown take people. a look at Paris. Brown people. The comments appeared to reference a recent terror recent terror attacks in Germany and elsewhere but no such attack has occurred in Sweden and that led some on Twitter's to speculate he might have but, um, he might have watched the Fox News report. White House spokeswoman Sarah Sanders told reports, reporters early Sunday the president was talking about rising crime and recent incidents in general and not referring to a specific incident. She reiterated that Bullshit. Trump did not mean to say last night, but was referring to the rise in crime in the country. Meanwhile, the official Swedish embassy responded to those asking about what happened Friday night by saying, unclear to us what President Trump was referring to, have asked U.S. officials for explanation. Carl Bildt, the former Swedish prime minister, also questioned the president's statement on Twitter. Sweden? Terror attack? What has he been smoking? Bildt tweeted, questions abound. <laughs> Trump's remarks in the latest misplaced reference to terrorist attack or to an incident by those in his White House. Trump's count, Trump counselor Kellyanne Conway inaccurately referred to a Bowling Green massacre that never took place, and the White House press secretary, Sean Spicer, referred to an attack in Atlanta, later clarifying that he meant to refer to Orlando. <laughs> they can't even lie right. They it's a big contradiction. Like, you guys are terrible liars. I mean, you guys go on TV all the time. I, I just don't, I mean. But the thing is, there are He says terrible things about women. He's lying. He has no idea where he's getting his facts from. We've seen that he's an idiot. He's a megalomaniac who totally deals with the press in a crazy way. Quiet, 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 quiet. Big jerk. Have some respect for the press. Obama would never do that. The thing is that he doesn't know how to be a president because he hasn't been trained in any public splash, office splash, whatsoever. Splash. It's me, me, me. I'm so I scary. like building skyscrapers. Well, and obviously killing bears and wolves. This is this That's is just... awful. And I know that there's bigger atrocities are happening with right, human beings and the whatnot. This but is something yet you didn't hear about. This and is this something is, I had no idea. This is what no I'm trying idea. to tell you. Like this, his little outbursts are happening for a reason too, because what? they're trying to do real shit, like these legislations that no one's talking about, distract us with his crazy ass and his trapping crazy. wolves and pups at their den wolves at their den hibernating Hi killing a hibernating bear you're killing someone sleeping what how That's is that pup. even hunting it's at uh, uh timothy pizza just walked in uh pervert fervor yay it's gonna be uh on some call me tim up at two o'clock special guest warhol kaufman hopefully he shows up if he doesn't show up thank god we've got jonathan moore in the wings <laughs> Uh, and Ooh, we're also training. We're also training uh, the machine or machine, not the machine, just machine. Uh, we're training him for the new show this upcoming mornings with machine. So that's all coming up at two o'clock. Um, no, I haven't checked that. Uh, Bears. Uh, there's nothing in there. Oh, okay. No, I haven't looked at it yet. Oh, good. Business time. Calling in. Calling in for what? Um, I'm in this group um, called Harmontown. It's a fan club for the Harmontown show. 
And um, one of the ladies died of a heart attack last oh, night. Oh, no. So I'm going to play music, and people are going to read goodbyes to her. Oh, wow. Yeah, That's so awesome. Some have already sent me audio messages. Some want to read on the phone. This is, you know what? This is perfect, too, because we're. I'm training. I'm training yeah. Steve. So this is absolutely brilliant, because he. Okay, this so will really I help him learn. Four, but um, I want to get, I told everybody I was going to start between 2.45 and 3. That sounds great. Okay, yeah. cool. Yeah. Nice. Well, and we don't even know if, excuse me? Um, this table probably not the best table to use because people have to talk on that table, the guests and stuff. And um, you, you need a big table to set up. Can you can't set up in here today? Yeah, just set up. Just set up in here like you usually do. That's fine. Cause yeah. Um, yeah, you always set up in here. That's fine. I just thought you were gonna take it out there. I'd rather not have everything out out there today because we're having there's 30 seats in the room because tonight's show they sold out they sold 33 tickets so i just want the space to feel and because it's next week is the festival we're going to run the bar out of the closet over there and then uh that way the 30 seats are all unaffected and jonathan's been here and totally helping and being awesome moving things from the closet to the upstairs and cleaning and being awesome so thank him for that uh, and we'll see up, up coming at two o'clock on some call me Tim. We're supposed to have Warhol Kaufman, and I tagged him on the Facebooks and everything, but I didn't like send him a direct message. So who knows? We'll you have to work. You, you look great. You have to work today. Yeah, of course. Thank you for taking work. the posters. That's going to be great. Oh yeah, we got to get this festival. Oh man, it's next week. I know. Mutiny so Radio. Scary. Oh no, it's going to be. It's. Well, it's no, gonna it's happen. all going to be. I mean, it's. It's going to happen, but it's, it's going like, to happen. It's going to be great. Yeah. And I'm. And I am going to bring a lot of beer. Oh, good. I'm cool. donating beer. Oh, wow. Yeah. Awesome. For the bar that's going to be run out of the closet. Exactly. That's the name of the bar. The closet? The bar that's run out no, of the, the closet. closet. Yeah. <laughs> so, I, I mean... Coming out. <laughs> well, I mean... Don't do that in the Cheeto administration. Hopefully it'll all work. I mean, I've everything's like, you know, if you build it, they will come. Like, all that's... Everything's... The, the infrastructure's all there. And... Running the shows is not that difficult. It's once going they to get be going fantastic. I I really I, I will hope so. I will make sure it becomes fantastic. Okay. Well, I mean, fantastic. It would be a f- there you go. It's just it's a f- nah. It's, that was a plug. It's going to be a fun time. Well, the, I and told the, it. <laughs> <laughs> I told, nah. And the reason that it'll be different this year specifically is there's no green tent, so the the attitude will be different about the shows. It it the idea is we can only drink inside. So even if even if it's just the comedians that are on the show watching each other, that's at least a couple audience people. And there's at least the person running the board and the person running the door and the tickets I had to give away. So even if, even if we don't make any money and there's just like 10 people at every show, I guess that's not like a failure. It just means we didn't make any money. I mean, as long as there's like, I'm going to be posting every day. Well, as long as there's like 10 people Possibly. sitting in the seats watching a comedian and I don't care if they're comedians because the comedians don't know each other anyways. They're from all over the place. So if the comedians are watching each other and then there's people, I feel like, okay, that's good enough. I, I just, it's going to happen. Well, it's going to happen. I mean, it's you're, all set up and all the, y- I got to pick up the t-shirts. I mean, it, honestly though, if I wouldn't have, if I didn't have the t-shirts, There's no I would, such thing I would as like cancel here it. At I would Mutiny Radio like, FM. I'm just letting you know that. I'd be like, you know, everybody, let's just not do it. <laughs> but I already got the t-shirts. I mean, the t-shirts delivered on Friday. So got to pay for that. That's Pam's excited. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> I mean, we'll see all the work. 
that I can do has been done. And I, I don't know how to do any Everything I've done has been ineffective. So, like, me continuing to... I'm going to keep doing stuff, even though it's been ineffective. I'm still going to, like, post the things every day about the per pe person, like, the showcase of the... Per here's the host, and, like, here's what they do, and here's their bio, and here's the direct ticket link to their show. I mean, I'll keep doing that, but, like... <laughs> not that... And nothing's happened from it. So... You know, and it's like, is everybody just, I guess everyone's just going to say, but that's the thing is if you don't buy pre-sale tickets and you just say you're going to go, no one ever goes. It's San Francisco. There's always like, and it's going to be hard for me too. Like who doesn't want to be in a bar all the time? Like, you know, <laughs> but, um, there are going to be a bunch of people walking up. I, you know, I, I hope, I hope there are people that people are know people here. It's that networking. Up. We'll see. Thing. So come on down yeah, so next come week on down. to the Beauty Radio. Week, Wednesday through Sunday. <laughs> Film uh, the, Comedy Festival. The comedy Festival. It's going to be good. <laughs> Latoya's hosting yes. the Don't Shoot show, the 9 o'clock show on the opening day. Late. And uh, yeah, <laughs> it'll be fun. Everything's going to be fine. It's, I love that it's the Crimea River song. But I mean, the, <laughs> I the thing is that if it... You know, if it if we shall it, see this time next week, right? Well, yeah, we'll see. I mean, I would even think like I I can't even imagine what a good number of presale tickets would be. Like uh, even a hundred wouldn't be enough of presales by next to the beginning by it starts because that's saying there's 25 shows. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> and maybe you know like. I bit off more than I could chew, but like. But we shall see. Well, I don't know. I'm trying to be optimistic here. No, I'm sure that's good. <laughs> it's just that there. I mean, there's still spit. I still need even in our own organization. I still need eleven people, twelve people to volunteer so that I have enough people to run the bar, run the door, and run the board. Actually, so that's. I a, will go ask some people. That would, who ain't yeah. doing shit. That's, I mean, it's, it's like, I mean, but even just people who are like, you know, have shows here. So like, that's the thing that that's, I mean, I'll just end it on this depressing note of why um, I'm an asshole and no one likes me <sighs> is that that's what I have to think is that there are people who know this is all happening. They, they actually subscribe to the space. They're part of it. And, and they don't even listen to me. Why would anybody else listen to me? Even the people that are supposed to listen to me won't listen to me and do what I say. <laughs> Do what I ask. Do what I ask nicely for the good of all. Like, because I'm at the point now where I was asking nicely at the beginning, and now I want to be like, yo, motherfuckers, fucking help me, okay? Can people help? Can someone help me? Could you guys step up? Could some people who just are not helping at all just give a little bit of help? Just a little. Just a little. A pinch. Just a little. Something. Because there's like 44 of them, and if they all did a little. But you can't force people to do things unless they really care. So that's it. And some people care. Some people, and you have posters in your lap, which is more than tons of people. Thank you so got, much for taking I posters. Flyers that is a huge, at the bar too, huge thing. You know. Yeah, there, there aren't any flyers left, which is good. I'm sort of hoarding the flyers now. Um, on the other side, maybe. Um, well, we're gonna end this shit show. Sorry, <laughs> it was it was good in the beginning, but now whatever. I don't care. I'm sorry. It started with no, no. It's fine. It's I was derailed earlier by. Uh, 45 and now we can kill bears and wolves and 
you know hibernating it's a punk it's ass hibernating. Movie. yeah it's sad and sleep. just i can't there's only nine pre-sale tickets right now for this, this whole the festival sad, the so. sad all to cast yeah Brought to you so. by loneliness and sadness. Well, no, I mean I'm not lonely. Sadness is Jonathan thick. is great I mean, and he's well, really helpful, but I, I just you think I'm not lonely. I just I just want <laughs> I just want people to buy tickets and think it's a thing. Okay, all right, bye.
tell me what food relieves insomnia, anxiety, stress, chronic brain, depression, nausea, and can induce euphoria and stimulate appetite? I'm going to guess waffles. <laughs> that is incorrect. <laughs> Actually, Alex, the food I'm talking about are cannabis-based medicinal extracts. Cannabis-based medicinal extracts? That sounds like you're smoking drugs, Ed. No, baby. There are smokeless, safe, and less expensive alternative to smoking. But can I use it to sleep? Yes, baby. Good, because I'm so excited by this that I may never sleep again. And it sounds like you, Alex, may want to check out the number 4altacalifornia.com. That's 4altacalifornia.com for a non-addictive, pharmaceutical-free alternative to smoking medical marijuana. Check them out today at number 4altacalifornia.com. This is Tuchel Matos with Mutiny Radio. Big up to the number one station, the ruling nation. Give it to me every time. Ah! Good evening there, my friends here at MutinyRadio.fm. Chester Cashcock here. I'm giving you my love and regard as well as movies over there. And uh, I just wanted to let you guys know that any time I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. I mean, if anyone who knows anything about comedy knows that Pamtastic's books the best of San Francisco and Beyond's underground comics. It's a great showcase, and they have a fun time at Pamtastic's deep in the Mission District where you can laugh off your tushy for mere fun. $5 every Friday to 10 p.m. And I laugh because $5, I mean, that's what I use to wipe my tushy with. So to laugh it off for a mere $5 is indubitious. But if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, well, don't even worry. Don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show and giggle in the comfort of anywhere. Like your Aspen summer home on the mountain ridge with the kayak feeling. So all you got to do is just go to podcastics.pcrcollective.org slash comedy clubhouse. Or you can listen live every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. as your host Pam Benjamin brings you the best comedy from San Francisco and beyond the universe. And what's better than the universe? It's a cash cock, honey. <laughs> Do you need an awesome and underground space for an event? Look no further than mutinyradio.fm. Our 30-seat flexible space can accommodate your acoustic band, birthday party, comedy show, dance party, karaoke super fun, theater event, fundraiser. If you think it, we can do it. You run the door in promotion, we run the sound, space, and podcast. Rentals available Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday from 8 to 10 at Mutiny Radio FM's performance space at 2781 21st Street in the Deep Mission at 21st in Florida. Contact Pam at pamsidai at hotmail.com for more options and booking dates. Incredible socialist prices so you can be creative in a free speech space without breaking the bank. That's Mutiny Radio Rentals every Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday from 8 to 10. Book your event now. I 
Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of mutiny radio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as 